You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems, so there's something for everyone. They are committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Hey everyone, uh, it's Raz, and this is Cthulhu in Cairo, and welcome back. And when we last got together, was a little while ago, so we're going to kind of get you resettled, we're going to get us resettled. The um, situation was that Ella had been washed away uh, in this cosmic void off the in the Indian Ocean that the ship had found itself on. She had been washed out, not sure what happened, and then found herself in a no-space tunnel in the middle of nowhere, somewhere we're hoping in Australia. They believe it's Australia, uh, just because it's the closest landmass to where they were. And she discovered an emaciated, uh, desiccated John Schooley was sitting there with a, a short note, a uh, basically a dying flashlight, and an elder sign was there. This this protection of not anybody who listens to Cthulhu or knows anything about the Cthulhu world was H.P. Lovecraft's masterstroke for get out of jail free card, basically. Uh, so it's it's definitely a weapon at sometimes. It sometimes it's described as a defensive item, but we'll find out. The rest of the team was able to get themselves into Darwin. They learned about Edgar and uh, Elroy Locke, and they went out about uh, six hours outside of Darwin, and they came upon Edgar. Edgar said that he would be more than willing to help them. Uh, he would contact Elroy, he, who is very mystically oriented, even more so than Edgar. And the only thing they had to do was give a little bit of Jack's blood. Jack gave the blood. They contacted Elroy. All of a sudden, a maniacal laughter ensued from the cosmos, and Jack got a little bit upset. So that's kind of where we're at, and uh, we're going to start from there. So group, uh, I know Faye had uh, stayed with Edgar while he packed his bags, threw a couple books in there, a couple of small objects, nothing that looked like a weapon or anything, but you stayed with him while he was packing, made him a little uncomfortable. He kept referring to mother and the space, but there was nothing there that you heard. Thought, you know, sort of made made it sound like the house was mother. Uh, but yes, he comes back down and uh, starts heading for the boat. And you see Jack and Vadim and Catherine stand, standing sort of behind in a classic Hollywood shot of, you know, the, the lady who's just been cold shouldered as she looks back. You know, she looks forward longingly like, as, as somebody says, I'll never trust you again. And he starts walking away. We have that whole that whole moment and the camera sort of starts to pan and follow Jack up the, up the dock. Um, but true to form, like a true Hollywood movie, the door opens and out comes Edgar and Faye. And that's where we'll pick up. So who wants to uh, 
Jack, what are you doing when you see Edgar? Everything calm? Are you going to be okay for this interaction? I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure it out. Okay, then that's excellent. Because so right, you had just... me walking towards the house. So he's yeah, and he's, and he starts stepping out, right. He's trying to you know get Faye out and lock the front door because that'll help in the middle of the... I, I think I probably just um, stop in my tracks and just stare him down cold. Faye, you see Jack's reaction, I'm sure. Um, you know, there's there was a little bit of a situation going on, but you, you definitely see it. That he's that he looks like he's you know giving the looks that kill through the sunglasses. He looks like uh, did, Cool Hand Luke. He looks like the uh, the guy on the chain gang. Sunglasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just giving that prison look. guard. Prison guard. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, they call him sunglasses or something, didn't they? Whatever he was in the, the credits, I think that he had a nickname or something. Yeah. But that's that's the kind of look you're getting is that that just that immobile stare straight at someone or through them. I'm uh, just kind of looking between the two and i'm just thinking i'm not gonna call any more attention to this this is already you know i can sense things are awkward you know Catherine's probably shifting around awkwardly Vodum is probably just standing there because it's Vodum and he just chills um i think i'm still on the boat okay yeah, yeah. i, I... far doc's not that long so about 15 16 feet so it's not not like a big distance and the house is only maybe 20 feet off there so it's about gotcha. 35 foot from the porch yeah it's not a not a long walk I think I would just make my way to the boat as uh, quickly as I can with Edgar. Just, you know, it's things are already awkward. Let's just get going where we need to go. Ella's waiting. Got it. He, yeah, he shuffles past. He's like, I hope I didn't forget anything. I'm very rushed. But if we, I mean, I understand you know, that we must be, must be away. But I just hope that there's nothing, hmm, nothing super important. I mean, wouldn't want it all to go awry. No, 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 no. I um, I looked. Your stove's off. Anything? Uh... Stove? I better go back. No, I I checked. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Um, it, uh, you know, if he has running water, no, no, taps a, are on. No stove is on. It's he has everything a pump is outside. Fine. I'm sure. Or maybe yeah. a kitchen pump. Yeah, but he, it, it won't it won't run if he's not there. <laughs> yeah, my point is nothing's running. The stove's not on. Um, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing crazy. So I'm just reassuring him. Like, no, you. You did the best you could. You've got everything. Let's just get on the boat. Let's, uh, things are already weird enough and I'm uncomfortable. Let's make a roll for him. Jack, make me a listen roll, please. Okay. Oh boy. So Catherine, Edgar's walking down the thing towards, you know, you and where Vadim is in the boat. The, uh, the driver which I do not remember his name off the top of my head. That is a hard success. Of course it is. So, Jack, you hear Edgar mumble feeling better as he goes past. um, Just feeling better? And he's kind of afraid of you. Not, I I mean, I can't imagine why, but, you know, there's definitely a... It's just nervous talk. Picture him like a cross between Professor Smith and... Ella Merman. I, you know, I just give him Ethel Merman, a like non-happy that. smile and uh-huh. say, all things in time. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Then perhaps there's uh, perhaps there's another way. Maybe not the boat. I I I I I, I could cross. It's only it's only several days. I, I, I carry my bag. <laughs> I just point my arm back towards the boat. What are you, Sharon? 
Get in the fucking boat. Wow. As in like, it's right there. Get in the fucking boat. It's not the sticks. <laughs> Please stop antagonizing my rescuer. Thank you, Ella. That makes sense. It is in the outback of Australia. It might be the sticks. Yeah. I feel like the sticks. He uh, he gets in. Everybody gets aboard. He's everybody in. All right, then. Let me, uh, let me just get us. I sit in the bow facing everybody else. Right. That's uh, that's uh, it's disproportionately heavy to the front of front of the little. So not really built for that, my friend. Maybe uh, just scoot your boot down onto a, a beam there. One of the benches. You'll if you wouldn't mind, fine. you're a little big. You'll be fine. Well, um, right. Okay, then. <laughs> guess, uh, guess we don't mind uh, swamping a little bit, just in case we hit. Well, there you go. So he turns it around by hand, spins it around. <laughs> Jack is sitting there. Very masculine, like Jack, knees apart, kind of just leaning in, crotch out, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Very intimidating. Yeah, just sure. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the genital show, right? Like the, <laughs> the legs gently spread, the sh- the dominance look, sure. Right, through the shorts. Um, through the shorts. <laughs> Dressed to the right, sure. <laughs> I know, you don't wear shorts even in the heat. So the, he flips the, uh, it's a little skiff, right? Yeah, he, he split, he spins that around by hand, kind of gets himself on board, and, uh, Puts the, you know, that massive three and a half horsepower engine, two stroker down into the water. And you begin to make that really long, lazy glide with all this, this weight back the other direction. Well, although this time you would be downriver. So you're probably making mm-hmm. a little better speed than normal because right the current would be heading out towards the ocean. So conversationally, we can uh, we can speed this up by getting to town unless somebody has questions for Edgar directly about what the occurrence was. He had mentioned that he. You know, that he had known things were coming. Does anybody want to try to engage this man without violence? Or is that something for the train? Or are we more worried about think, getting into town? I think in this close of quarters and the tenseness of the situation, you know, less less interaction with him probably just the better. Mm-hmm. Let things calm. Okay. His yeah. voice, the sound of his voice probably sets Jeff and Jack off at this point. So, Well, we can yeah. ask Jack. Is that true? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think I, I think this is going to be a very um, just quiet, awkward boat ride. Yeah, I think Jack's, th- Jack's suck it up for the group thing is probably only going to go so far. So if we push it too hard, uh-huh. Jack's going to say, fuck the group. In an attempt to get people thinking about something else, Vodham chimes in and says, um, not to uh, state obvious, but when we arrive in... In the town, the townspeople are not going to, uh, they're not going to like seeing this man. Well, yes, that's why I suggested somewhere outside. I, I can, I can, I can get the train at one of the other village, one of the other towns along the route because it's not good. No, 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 not darling. No. So there are other places to catch train. Mm, well, I'd have to have Aborigines help me across. I mean, with my fair skin, I would, you know. Not make it well, but I can't. It, yeah, but it would take several days to walk there, so you'd have to be a few days behind me on the train. You'd have to wait, and then, but but it could be done. It could be done. There's a watering station, um, forty miles, fifty miles. I look at idea. the others and say, mm, "I do not think we want to him, leave him out of sight." No. Yes, perhaps somebody could go with him. Are you nominating yourself, Jack? No, no, I think that would be complete folly. But perhaps you would be a good idea. Someone someone determined to keep him in line. 
while the others made their way safely, just to ensure that he gets where he's supposed to go. We wouldn't want things to go awry. Do we not think we could safely aboard train in, in Darwin? Well, we're going to be getting back pretty late. Uh, train doesn't leave till morning, but I'm sure with a little bit of uh, some of those greenbacks you're carrying, uh, you might be able to get one of the conductors to let him slip aboard. Um, not everyone in Darwin is hostile, but there are quite a few people. I would say, yeah, you're probably looking at a seven out of ten. Would like to see him, if not punched in the face real hard, uh, you know, dangling from a from a branch. But that doesn't mean everybody. And like I said, money talks down here. But I think that's probably the best bet that we have. I mean, I don't is, know about you guys. I don't want to really split the party right now. I agree. Uh, yeah. Is it a train that has like berths? Um. Yes. Yeah, it's a long trip across to the, all the way, you know, south down to Melbourne. Melbourne's in, all the way down, right? Melbourne's the, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. If it goes all the way to Melbourne, that's a long way. It's yeah, it's days, a couple days at mm-hmm. the speed. Um, perhaps we all could sleep on train overnight, take shift. Well, crikey, I'm sure that could be arranged. You know, not a it's, bad plan. Train pulls in sometime in the afternoon today and makes its turn around. Goes out tomorrow at 9 a.m. So uh, as long as you kept low profile, put a hat on this fine-looking gentleman. Oh, I like hats. Uh, something with a feather, if possible. Uh, he says, then, uh, yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, but if you put him on a maybe an hat, and kind of maybe one of those uh, pair of hiking boots that you picked up over there at the, uh, the general store, I'm sure he'd be all right. I do have an extra outfit for Ella. Hmm. That we could put Sling on back something. <laughs> You'll okay, fit. We'll make it work. Absolutely. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna keep old Percy here at full speed. Everybody, kind of just, uh, you know, hang on to the, uh, hang on to your butts, and we'll, uh, we'll get ourselves back to Darwin right after nightfall. I'll just time it a little bit so that uh, we have, we don't come uh, waltzing in with Mr. Persona non grata here in the, uh, basically among your company. Is that fair enough? Good enough? Sounds great. Um, Jake, question? Right. You seem like an incredibly reasonable fellow, and you've handled a lot today, finer than most I've seen. All right, I'll take you out, Sheila. Uh, as soon as we get back, um, we can uh, grab ourselves a couple of drinks and uh, you know, find a couple springs in a mattress that we might be able to take advantage of. What are you thinking? Um, I'm going to forego the mattress. I'm going to say yes to the drinks several rounds. Jake, I'll even pay. Um, I haven't had a, I haven't had a shield do that for me in a long time. Nifty. Um, <laughs> and there's Catherine. Um, nifty. <laughs> um, Jake. All I'm saying is, w- what we're doing with this guy, we're not happy to be here with him. We're. I'm sitting right here. I don't. Th- do you think we're happy? I don't know why you're going to get your friend back. Exactly. He's a means to an end. We don't like this guy. In fact, many of us just want to punch him right in the right in the in the specials. So you are really selling it here, girlfriend. What? What am I? I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm I'm leading up to asking him. What's it? Do we need? What can we offer you, Jake, to keep this on the down low and continue your epic? Uh, service i don't know i do not think you are used to tipping mater d's are you catherine 
not really. My, no. Vodham pulls out like a like his little wad of cash from his pocket, pulls off a couple of bills and shoves them in Jake's hand and says, "Will that do?" Oh, oh, absolutely. I didn't even uh, I didn't even take the boat out today. Percy's been uh, doing a little backfire and spitting. I have uh, had to pull the plugs. Make sure pull the plug. <laughs> the one, the only one, and uh, took all day. So yeah, that'll be fine. I'm picturing Catherine at a, like a fancy restaurant. What will it take for us to uh, procure a table amongst this crowded people? <laughs> yeah. With Bruce only, Campbell as okay. with Bruce Campbell as the major like to Point out, <laughs> that's perfect. Only okay. Pecker. <laughs> it's Parker. In real Pecker. life, only assholes tip major D's and like. Get me a table. Make a reservation like a normal person. This is the 30s. Okay. Cigarette girls even. I mean, everybody gets tipped. (laughs) You're dropping money like it's going out of style if you're doing it right. Okay. So, Edgar, uh, Edgar. In a little while from now, if I'm not feeling any less sorrow, I promise myself. He's singing alone again, naturally. He doesn't, because of what you said, Catherine, he's now just quietly singing it to himself in the back of a boat. Like, alone again, naturally. Because you've- Edgar, Ed, buddy, buddy, if you don't shut up, I'm going to take a bath with a toaster. Right. You don't want that, do you? I, I, I don't really- I don't think I can much if you take a bath with a toaster. Why would what? You'd be in there with me. Oh no, no, no! That would, that would be wrong. Yeah. Mother wouldn't like that. Well, I've pissed your mother off enough, and if you continue to sing, my last act will be to wrestle you into a bathtub with me and a live toaster. Please stop singing. Four years ago was. The... I. <laughs> the boy, the boys. Never mind. I won't say it. Didn't He's you, just, like, break his mother's ash jar? Yeah. His, her urn? Yeah. She already smashed the urn. Your mom's mad enough at me already. Let's not have me drag you into a bathtub. Then we swept her up with a, with a dustpan. Yes. It was, uh, it was good times at the lock house. I, I like that Catherine wants to put him in a bathtub. Not, not alone with a toaster, but she's going to go in there with him, she mentioned. Yeah. Listen, sometimes you got to take one She's for the gonna team. She's going to take herself out in the process. Right. And toasters back then probably only drew like 800 watts. And they were full. It's like they were just probably the most painful things you would throw in the water with you. Yeah, they were the weird things. Where they yeah, the weird, yeah, the sides, big, yeah. yeah the, so by 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, uh, you're already coming into the outskirts. You can see Darwin on the horizon. Jake uh, pulls off into the, uh, the the bushes and reeds about how three-quarters of a mile outside of the actual limits of where you know this where darwin starts and he waits for about another 45 minutes to an hour so after 9 30 when it's really now dark like the streets are only lit by illumination from window panes you know from buildings from the inside out those things are that's all you got because there's really no street lamps in darwin some some of the service industry stuff like the brothel the the tavern things like that those places would have lanterns outside right to, to illuminate let people know they're open but other than that really darwin's just a, a, a street a bunch of you know dark desolate streets with you know a few drunks here and there and that's it so he drops you off forgets all about this thing that ever happened no problem and you can make your way towards the train station now the, uh when you get there you'll find that the train is in berth already she's already being reloaded with coal water 
she's getting ready for the next, you know, the next trip out. She does this. It's it's one track, one line. It goes that way, and every so many days it turns around and comes back this way, and that's it. That's it. It's just one line right now. So this is gonna, you know, it's a four and a half day journey across the across Australia to get to Melbourne, uh, and that's moving pretty rapidly. Like no town does it stay in more than thirty minutes. It's water and just drop off, pick up, and go. All right, Ella, over to you. You've you know that you've been able to locate what you believe will be your way of egress how to get out problem is you don't know how to move it the boulder's big and you're not that kind of strength because it would take like three people so what would you like to do in the interim you have no idea how long you've been down here but you're assuming by the flashlight because you keep turning it on and off every so often maybe you have a watch you know El probably has a watch Give me a luck roll. That, that okay, because I'm about to say the watch wouldn't get sa- salt water all up in it. Well, and just get destroyed. That's what we're gonna find out if the watch was able to take it. Alrighty, come on, watchy. No, it did not. It did not make it, or it did not get wet. I got a ninety. Okay, so the watch was swamped. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the watch is no good. So you you've really lost track of time. Uh-huh. But you do know that you're getting a little hungry. Uh, does every person kind of understand that, like, three days without water, three weeks without food is kind of the rule for, like, human survival? Uh-huh. And I've been drinking the eel water to, you know, stay hydrated, and it hasn't made me sick? Okay. Oh, right, freshwater eels. They are freshwater eels, as we learned horrifyingly off mic. The I've, I'm befriending all these freshwater eels. Um, so I'm hungry. There's nothing to eat but the eel and no way to make fire to cook said eels. So I'm hungry. What am I doing in the interim? Um, I guess I'm going to try to create like a signal to see if I can connect with someone. Like, again, I'm not magically inclined. I just know things. So like I try to harness my energy and focus and meditate on my companions probably honestly i'd probably try to get in touch with Faye, like because the last time we were speaking she was like she and jack would be i'd mostly be focusing on Faye though because it's like i know she's connected to this thing i don't know where i've been but like she's got the she believes in the psychic woohoo shit so i'm trying to just meditate and like hey Faye, <laughs> you out there <laughs> and like do that but however okay, i can use my occult or whatever i would like to do that all right, give me a magic roll. Go ahead, make your roll. Or your magic pal. or occult? Your uh, it's uh, your occult. Okay. Do, 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 do. All right, that is a regular success at a fifty-one. Do you have the flashlight? What's left of its light on or off? I have it on. So on. you have it on. What do you, what do you have it looking at? What's it pointing to? Just you? The wall. The which wall? The wall by where John is sitting? I'm, or the wall where the door is? The wall where the door is, and I'm meditating. Like, trying to... I don't know. I'm imagining a cool Cthulian pulp moment where it's like phase image or something comes through the light of the flashlight, but that's oh, just okay. my own head. And probably not conducive to what you're thinking. So that's why I kept the flashlight on, but I... I don't know. I'm pointing it at the wall, like... And I'm trying to do this thing 
and see if like maybe I can do something with it with Faye. I don't know. That's I'm just trying to get I'm trying to see if I can feel her if she's close. Maybe send a message out, SOS call. That's what it was, but I you mentioned the flashlight now I can't get it out of my head. Okay. So you're looking at the wall in front of you. Mhm. Give me a roll of a d10 and that's going to be and you're going to multiply that by 6. So it's either 6 minutes, 12 minutes based on what you roll. So get roll 1d10. Uh, I got a three. 18 minutes. So for 18 minutes, the flashlight has dropped another 10% on you. It's really, I mean, now it's at like 50% power. If you, you, from where you're sitting, you can barely illuminate the entire space from your position. So if you pointed it at the, the walls on all four cardinal points, the light is barely reaching it. Okay. But you're still meditating. You're not trying to do that, but that's just the amount of ambient light yeah. being cast by the flashlight. eels again. It's the eels again. <laughs> Here's what happens. Let me send this image to you in Messenger, and then I will describe for everyone at home. Okay. Hi! Okay. Hi! So, something... That looks the color of the rock and stone and is leaning way forward, but is long and spindly steps through the rock. And and it's coming right towards you. And it looks to be humanoid, but its face has very little definition and it just has dark, hollow sockets. But it's, it came through the stone and for people at home, I will show the rest of the team if they can get an image of that. Well, that's disconcerting. It's like coming out of the wall. Oh, yeah. It came out of the He's wall. And now it's in, And it's in the room with her. And it's. Yeah, that's great. It looks like Slender Man. But if Slender Man was made of concrete, I really don't like that. I'm in the room with him. Yeah, um, I'll miss you. You said no eyes, right? It had no eyes. It just How black holes. Mm-mm. Yes, it's Mm-mm. sniffing. That's wonderful. And it's That's... it's coming for me. It's... Oh, but Ella, don't you like making friends with these things? <laughs> Shut up, Catherine. Five minute timeout. Mute yourself. <laughs> Shut up. That's unbelievable. Not the time. Too soon, Ella. It. It stops, and it's, and what you heard as you now look is its hands start reaching slowly towards you, but they don't reach you. They they reach John, and he starts to pick up his his corpse, and it, and it's clutching it almost like lovingly or tenderly to its chest, and it's. I'm very Make a confused. sanity check. Oh, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, good. 27. That's a hard. Okay. So I only lose two points. <laughs> Where is the Elder Sign on you? You're wearing it? Like, like... Uh, 
Uh-huh. John was? Okay. So, yeah, it's... It bites into his shoulder. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, do I have my sword? Do I have my, a, a weapon? <laughs> did, did you have a weapon with you in the on the boat in the cabin? I had a knife. To, I had a knife with the... I had something to behead the monster, and then I went with Faye, I thought. Okay. I beheaded the guy, and then we talk, had the big talk, and then Faye and Jack were like, okay, let's do the drum circle. Can confirm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, I still got my knife on me. I didn't put it down. Okay. I... In somewhere in your in your brain, you think attack this thing is your answer right now? I'm just He's asking. Fighting my the corpse of my dead friend. Why? Why now? She, she's not thinking. She's stuck in a hole. I think John would be happy that this sacrifice from him will keep you protected. I don't yep. know. I, I brand. I like get my knife out and I just like start waving it at its face like a maniac. Like get off my friend. Like it goes. Oh. Who's there? Get off of him! Why can't I smell you? I've taken a bath with eels. I'm fresh. Just go away. It's not yours anymore. He's mine. Left here for me. He was not left here. He was trapped here. <laughs> Left here. What are you? What are you? I won't ask again. Get off of him. What am I? I am the keeper of secrets. Want to play a game? You. Would you like to learn something? Perhaps something deep in your soul or something you. You want to play a game with me? Will you let go of. Will you let go of my friend? No! Tell me a secret, and I'll tell you one back. (laughs) Listeners, my sister is clapping into the camera to get my attention. Ella's like, a secret is not going to get me out of this hole now, is it? So you can go fuck yourself and get out of here. In time, you'll be begging me to come back turns and starts to push itself through the wall with its arm first and it's holding on to, uh, to John and it starts to stick its head in and it turns and you can see its empty sockets and Ella, you can see tiny dots of light like the like far out into space and it's where its eyes would be and it starts pulling him in and says sooner than you think <laughs> and it pushes its wait, way in wait. it stops and it its body and half of John's you know, John's head and everything is into the wall. It's kind of merging itself back in. You said you wanted a secret. Trade them. Trade them all over the world in wretched places where the dead are laid. <laughs> That's what I do. That's why I'm so fond of them. They feed me. They know things. And I know things. Like... A certain creature my that I knew in Italy? Was that you? 
me? That's a secret. Not not to be an asshole continuity, Ella never met the thing in Italy. Right. That was that was Aveline. Just redo the she's line. She's not No, she's she's playing it. She knows you guys met it, but it's like she's that's that was intentional. Okay. That was Good. intentional. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. How many secrets can we exchange? Only one. Until you're here. Or where they lay you. And then all of yours become mine. But why don't you rest a while? Seems you're not ready for me. I'll check back on you. If I get around to it. And it starts to push back into the wall again. And John's gone. (laughs) Yeah. She's now... I can't do it because I'm not that good an actress, but she's, like, patting the ground where John was in shock. But then as the emotion realizes, like, she's now officially alone, alone. Mm -hmm. Violent crying. Violent tears. Like, before when she found John's body, yes, it was pretty hard. But now it's like, God, I'm stuck. Nobody's here. And she's just, like, gripping the earth under her fingernails into fists, like, pounding the dirt, and it's like screaming. The echo is just burning in her ears and she's like, I'm, I'm gonna be stuck here forever. And as you're doing that, the flashlight flickers and goes out. It's dead. Okay. Back to Darwin. How's everybody, team? Good? Excellent. You get there and uh, the train station is across. Coy with us. Don't play this coy shit with me, sir. What the hell was that? All right, continue. Uh, everybody gets out of the boat. He doesn't pull up to the actual dock itself. He kind of, you know, pulls over and lets everybody out, helps the ladies get off real quick uh, over into the, uh, you know, like alongside the road, you know, not far. And he says, uh, just uh, head back down as if you're approaching the dock. I'm not going to, I'll wait here for about half hour. So it doesn't look like you came on in my boat. Make your way across town. And then uh, you can't miss the train station. It's uh, basically the end of uh, Main Street all the way across. Uh, just don't go to the beach. You went too far. You'll see it. Jake, can, can we ask, um, would you consider accompanying us? Uh, maybe may help maybe help smooth with uh, with train to uh, to get on early. Uh, you, you can ask for Barry. But uh, in all honesty, Mr. Vadim, if uh, you get caught inside the town there or get picked up with Edgar, uh, I've got a lot of friends and connections in here in this town, and I'd rather not be beating on them or making a, a scene or a fuss or make my livelihood off the river. Fair so, enough. Uh, Don't shit where you, where you live. I, I understand. Uh, that's a horrible thing. I've done that once. Real pain in the ass to clean up. So best of luck to all of you, and uh, you know, don't let anyone uh, blow on your didgeridoo. You know what I mean? Is that, is that an Australian expression? I don't think so. But let's move on. Uh, let's make it one. Let's be, let's be, don't let a stranger blow on your didgeridoo. Okay, Make good that enough. a meme. No. Make that a meme shirt. I can't wait no. for the hate mail we get from the Australians. There are a few. Yeah, there are some that listen. Yeah. The, Sorry, uh, that's, yeah, my, my accent is terrible. Oh, they're going to hate his accent. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not Hollywood. bad. Yeah. It's a little Hollywood there. Yeah. But that's all I got. Sorry, never been down under. Yeah, you're you're on Main Street. It's dusty. It's not paved. As we know, Darwin was pretty much in, uh, like six city blocks at this point. It wasn't big. 
it's a pretty long main street to get back in from the water, from the river, right? So you got probably a half a mile walk. You're in the main part of town. You pass a couple of homesteads with, with you know, decent sized yards. I mean, we're not talking big, big mansions or anything, little shacks. We, ha- we have like a a cloak or something like that, right? Something yeah. that that, uh, that Edgar can kind of drape around and, you know, pull over his head, keep his head yeah. down, walk in the middle of us, mm-hmm. be inconspicuous and tell him, for God's sake, don't talk. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, no, um, no, no, I won't. Yes, that don't do it. I, I'm not here. I'm not going to. <laughs> Jack, you want to carry this fucker unconscious over the no, train? Not a chance. Not not gonna happen. <laughs> All right, Get a big gunny sack. <laughs> Let's see if uh, see how we do here. Yeah, well, there you go. Nobody saw shit. Okay. Yeah, the, the few people that you pass are having too much of a of a good time to be worrying about, you know, four or five, four strangers. Well, five, because with, with Edgar, right? Just, you're, you're walking on the street, it's, you know, good day, you know, good, good evening there. And people, oh, good evening. Maybe you pass a half a dozen people in total. And you make your way down through through the town of Darwin. You do hear some commotions from the, the several little pubs and casinos in the area that, you know, that are playing music you know from penny player piano or whatever they used to be called or what were the ones that were automated player piano. player piano player piano yeah yeah and um so you got that going on and i'm sure there's some window breaking somewhere because it's just the kind of thing that would happen but within within about 30 minutes half hour 30 minutes you're 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 at the train station and uh the train station is not as lit up as you would expect again it runs pretty Pretty simple. Tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, it leaves. They really don't have a lot of light on it. It's very rudimentary. It's a. It's basically a little ticket booth and a platform. It's not really a permanent, permanent type structure. It's just something that they built. Uh, the train can turn around. Uh, the you know the the engine can basically disconnect. Has a small turntable. Gets back onto it and gets in front and then rehooks. Uh, and that's about it. That's all it can do here. It's, it's not really a big junction point or anything. This is the end of the line. I would. Uh... Go to the caboose and see if um, whatever engineer or conductor that operates the train is bedded down there. They're playing cars. There's four or five of them in there. Somebody answers the, the door. Yeah. Door. Good day. I help you. We are looking for Barry. Uh, he's right over here. Hold on a moment. Bear? Somebody here for you. Guy comes out and he says, uh, train leaves tomorrow morning, folks. Uh, kind of looks and grabs a lantern off one of the walls. Holds it up a little bit. He goes, don't recognize you folks. Something else I could do for you? We are from out of town, and we'll be on train tomorrow. Uh, Jake from town here was helping. Said you would uh, perhaps give us uh, advanced access to train to sleep overnight before train leaves in morning. Of course, we would uh, make it uh, worth your while, as they say. Hmm. Well, boss man company don't normally like that, um, you know, but uh, I'm sure we can maybe work something out. Uh, just the five of you? The five of us, yes. We are looking for two or three private berths. Well, that's not cheap to begin with, but because uh, it's how far are you going? I look at the others. I mean, are we saying are we going all the way through to Melbourne or because we're we're, we're kind of. We're kind of at Edgar's, you know, disposal, right? Mm-hmm. He he go he whispers, Parsons Gallows. Getting off at Parsons Gallows. 
We will be traveling to Parsons Gallows. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right. Well, that's, well, that's not quite halfway, but pretty damn close. Uh, two days. Um, good time. Uh, I, I can easily get your tickets arranged in the morning, but if you're going to stay tonight, uh, we'll have to take a little, you know, just take a little payment for that. But why don't you come on in, meet the fellas. So he lets you in. And uh, he says, I'm just going to walk these fine folks through. They, uh, town's full. Nothing uh, available over at the casino. So um, I told him we'd let them stay up for the night. Uh, that's going five ways, Barry. You're not going to fucking make that pot bigger just because you had a fucking fish come into the pond and fuck it all up. I'm, I'm ahead here. So no buying in or anything. It's either all five ways or doesn't come into the game. You're not changing the hand right now. So they're having an argument about who's winning the card game and the whole bit. He's like, yeah, fuck off. And th- th- he walks away. So he gets you. Uh, how, how do you want to split the rooms? The two girls, two guys and Edgar by himself. Edgar will not be by himself. No. So Jack will be by himself and Vadim staying with Edgar. Is it two people per birth? Yes. That's yeah, probably. Jack, are, are you okay with that? Yes, I'm more than fine with that. I will keep close eye on him. Yeah. I'd like to freshen up. Me too. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Russian style. Oh. (laughs) We will take Schwitz. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) I've got pills for that. (laughs) Yes, so everyone gets uh, cleaned up. The girls have a room. So three rooms. What are you going to give him for the... uh, for the night, just a couple pounds, a couple dollars. What are you, what are you throwing at him? Rupees? Um, I'll, I'll pay him. Uh, I guess whatever's fair in American dollars. Um, gave him ten bucks. That's more than enough to turn his head. Yeah, I'll, for five I'll, people. I'll, yeah. I'll give him a ten. He says, um, "All right, and I'll get you your tickets for tomorrow. No problem." Um, Aveline would give him a shiny quarter. That's true. <laughs> Aveline would have done that. The um, should we pay you now? For the rooms. Oh, f- well, this is f- for the rooms tonight, and I'll get you tickets out of this. That's fine. I'll, no I'll give him extra to cover the tickets. Oh, okay. Yeah, so fi- if you give him 15, that's more than enough. Yeah. it's. I, I want him to uh, make sure that nobody comes in questions. Like, yeah, so I want we, that 10 in his pocket. Yeah. We, 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 we value our privacy, so whatever transaction we take care of now, you, you would be able to give to us privacy. So he says, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to see me leave this train for about 10 minutes. What I'm doing is going into town, and I'm going to pick up an extra bottle for the boys, split this so I can give them each a buck or two, and uh, just want to let you know that up front because I'm going to be walking away, and there's fortunately we're almost out of our liquor, but if I'm going to want them to keep their mouths shut tonight, it's a good thing to get an extra bottle. I look at uh, everybody else to and kind of – you know, should we have him pick up any other provisions? Oh, Does there you go. Anybody else want any? Uh... Um, I, I think I know. Catherine I'm gonna... hands him a five dollar bill and says, "A couple bottles of red wine and a really, really cheesy novel, if possible." Right, oil can lager and a book. Got it. 
red wine. He's like, right, a lager and a couple of books. Got it. Lager's <laughs> fine. I'm, I've, I've roughed it. Some, yeah. some, uh, some meat, uh, cheese, bread. Oh, right. Putting together a little nosh. That's understandable. Yeah. It's light. You, sir, looks over at you, Jack. Yes, I, I will forgo the trashy novel. Um, I think just the cheese and bread is a great idea, and, and, and maybe and maybe a can of beer. I, I'd like I'd like some cheese and bread too, Mister Vadim. I, I don't. I, would that be okay? There will I be hand, plenty for you. Please, uh, I hand the guy. Up. I hand the guy a ten. Don't feed him. And I hand the guy a ten. <laughs> wow. This guy is making out like a bandit. He really is. So, yes, is. Vadim, he spoke again. Is that going? Is that causing you any concern? Is that causing you concern? Because I saw you decide to. Were you going to sh- like push him into the room? I, uh, I, you know, I shoot him a look and put, you know, put my hand on his shoulder and give it a sharp squeeze. Mm-hmm. Not too much to get him excited, but you know, right. <laughs> is, just thinking about a charcuterie. Um, you don't get to use of my food. expression. You don't use charcuts. <laughs> that is my expression. That word does not lay on your lips. <laughs> that is my word. Uh, all right. Yes. I tell so, them there. You know, there'll be plenty of food for everyone. We're gonna feed them. Worthy. And Faye, anything? F- he looks for you. And Miss, while I've got a shopping cat, anything I can bring for you? Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, just a bite to eat. Uh, well, it looks like you got outfitted pretty recently over at the general store there. Love the hat. Thank you. <laughs> it's this season's. That's nice. It, 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 it was. I splurged. Um, yeah, just just a bite to eat. Uh, I'm right. easy. All right, then. Just a bite to eat. Um, yeah, n- not a problem. Um, well, then what you're going to see is you're going to see my backside walking into town, and I'm going to be a while. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> First, I got to go over there and lose a card game, uh, but I'll be right back. So uh, everybody just sit tight. There is running water, the taps. Uh, we've already filled up, so you can go ahead and get yourself refreshed a little bit. And give me about an hour, and I'll be back. Capital. What do the You're... what do the rooms look like? He's a gentleman and a scholar. It's uh, it's two benches, two bench seats. That the back of the bench drops, and mm-hmm. on that side is cushioned as well, and that becomes like your like your. So the, there's no real walk room. If you want to get up in the middle of the night, you dismount, and then you close your bed, re- reseal it, and then walk out to go to the bathroom. They're really tight. Oh, favorite. So, or walk on the it. walk on the bed, or walk or right, r- kind of roll out of the bed towards the door side. Exactly. Oh, but if you're out on the window bed. side to get through, you'd have to raise one of the sides because the beds come. They come down, and they're so, about maybe. Eight inches between the two the two slats when they drop. So, so Faye and I are going to be spooning. Uh, that's up to you, Miss. Um, <laughs> oh no, know? we definitely will be. Right. Well, uh, you can have this five back as long as you leave your shade open. I don't think there's a problem there. I think the boys would be more than glad to stop by. <laughs> Jesus H Christ! No, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to be sleeping out in the hallway. After oh. That. Horrific comment. We can't give the men what they want, Catherine. They're bringing me what? They're bringing me booze in a book. Booze in a book. Oh my god. <laughs> um. After he's gone, I kind of, you know, I want I want to talk to them about, you know, 
keeping a watch tonight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'd sho- I'd shove Edgar in the room and tell him to be quiet. I, I I have shut the door. Of, <laughs> I have thoughts. I have thoughts on that if you want. Okay. That's. <laughs> we should uh, we should arrange a watch. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Probably for the best. Sure. Jack, are you up for it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Four of us, two hours apiece. Sounds like a plan to me. Easy enough. All right. In the meantime, everyone takes uh, a few moments, gets themselves cleaned up, does their, their evening toiletries, uh, their ablutions, things of that nature. Um, you do hear a little bit of a commotion from the the carriage car all the way in the back where they were having the card game. But after about 15 minutes, you do see um, this. You see Barry making his way towards town. You can see a cigarette lit. And he's walking away. Um, yeah. Uh, about 10, 30, quarter to 11. He does come back with a sack over his shoulder and, you know, kind of like he's holding on to it, but he's also got a, a wooden crate full of shit. So he's kind of, you know, doing the best he can. But again, these are, these people just lived a different life. They weren't, Little inconveniences didn't put them over the edge. They were tougher, tougher group of people. Just kind of used to discomfort was part of life, right? Like it's not I have to carry this and this. No, they just got around to doing it. That's just how they were. And they're tough people. Otherwise, you wouldn't move out to Australia during this period. You would stay home. Um, but he makes his way back onto the train car where you are and knocks accordingly on each door and starts passing out the uh, the goods and says, uh, "Still don't have the tickets, folks." But like I said, I'm good for my wood. And uh, I'll speak to the conductor in the morning. He's at, he lives in town. Uh, we're actually, he works for the company as well, but he's uh, our boss. So he has his own, his own place. Uh, we're all from Melbourne. Uh, so our homes are there. So we just have to, we get to sleep in the train uh, when we're up in this part of the world. So right. is there, if there's anything else you need, I'll, I'll be in the last car over there and uh, we'll see you bright and early in the morning. We'll be, you'll, we'll be getting up uh about 7 a.m. and already starting to make arrangements to, to get us moving. But uh, we actually don't leave station till 9. You've been a wonderful help. Yeah. If you talk to my uh, my cousin and he was helping you, you must be fine people. Although what the fuck you're doing with Edgar, I have no idea. But getting him out of town is not a bad thing. Means to an end. Right. Not my business. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next, uh, anything else tonight? Uh, you were doing the watches, you said? Yes, sir. Yes. All righty. Um, night goes by pretty uneventful. Uh, you're in Darwin. Uh, it's a minor city. Nobody knows about Edgar being here except for Barry and Jake. You got through town with no problem. Um, Vodham, he, he makes... Very odd noises in his sleep. He's... Oh. No, mother, no. Oh. Elroy. Elroy. What? what? But it was mine. Like He's just... He is reliving some trauma from when he was a child. And, you know, it goes on. Make a listen roll. Let's see if you pick up anything that might be of value. Okay. Your listen's usually very good, I know, so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that's 
that is. Oh, hang on. That's not. I've got to do two of them. Well, you can take them both. 16 and 49. Take the 16. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you you definitely pick up. Uh, Whoa. Now we'll have to go. I mean, there's only so long until they find him. Things rot, and then they smell. Vodham has his little notebook, you know, that he always has, his mm-hmm. little leather notebook and nubby pen, and he's making little jots of shorthand and notes to what he's okay. saying. Yeah. That's all you get. That's what you get, though. Um, we'll have to go now. You know, bodies rot, and then they start to smell. That's what he said. Okay. So the train does start to get <coughs> passengers. By uh, by 7.30 in the morning, the, the conductor comes on. There's a knock at your door, right? And uh, he's like, you know, Barry got me the tickets. Here's your receipts. Uh, said that you, you know, you were able to, that you were here very early before I, because the conductor gets here at seven, says this, you folks got here very early and he lets you get set up, um, you know, but no problem. And he has them stamped. He goes, getting off at, uh, at Parsons Gallo, which uh, it's about two, two days and a few hours. So from nine, you'll probably get there around 2 p.m., two days hence. Uh, but, you know, welcome aboard. There's, uh, on most days, with the exception of today, there'll be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In the dining car, you you can it's you know pretty much grab what you can. Uh, they lay out some food, but you're more than willing to help yourselves. There's no true d- dinner service, but uh, there's plenty of vittles and things for everyone to share. All right, if you have any other needs, please just let me know. Thank him graciously. Yep. Yep. The train takes off probably about 15 minutes late because it's not Italy during the reign of Mussolini, so trains are not always on time. But, it, you know, they, they, they'll make up time here and there as they can. Um, the, the locomotive, you know, it's, it's with this track and this, the, the, the steam engine that they have and the, the length of the train they're running, they're able to pull about 25, 30 miles an hour, which is back then is cooking. You're doing a decent speed. But it is it, the landscape quickly changes. Like within a few hours outside of Darwin, it's starting to already get, you know, much more sparse. Uh, trees are there, but not super dense forests or anything like that. You know, you just, you're just getting a different landscape landscapes that for some of you may be very alien looking, uh, not things that you've been familiar with before in your life, unless you've lived in a, like in a Greece where an arid country, right. That's a little bit more, that just has, you know, those long periods of, it's not just even sand. It's just like earth. That's sometimes cracked. And it, when it gets the rainy season, it's great. But right now it's like, Jack is probably the only one who's seen something like this on a regular basis. Jack would know this landscape, right? Cause he's in the, savannas from africa the uh one o'clock sure enough lunch is put out it's just it's just some meats like um things that they can keep in a nice chest like sliced ham turkey some sort of local pheasant or game um a couple things little cheeses pieces of bread butter uh, you know again beer water and that's going to be pretty much the fare. It's nothing super special. At night, maybe get one hot dish, but there's really not even a true like cooking car. If they heat it, it's going to be heated up front by the engine and just put out. So it's it's not like the, you know it's going to have a little bit of a coal smell to it if they heat anything. And that's pretty much how you're going to travel. So is anybody again? Uh, we've gone all this period, and there's been no engagement with Edgar 
trying to understand more of what's going on or some of the things that he may know. I'm going to throw that out there one more time, and then I'm not going to say it anymore, assuming that you guys just don't want to talk to him, which is fine. But if anybody wants to ha- engage with him, I need to know who's doing it and where. Two things that I'd like mm-hmm. to say. Okay. Number one, I make it very clear to Edgar that he doesn't leave the car. He doesn't leave the berth. We'll bring him food. But to explain to him that with his reputation and some of the troubles that could have, keeping a low profile is best because you never know who's going to be on the train. Well, they're all Darwinites or people heading back to Melbourne that live it. So these are all exactly. people that know the Darwin area. Absolutely. So, That's a so, very smart thing. Right. So he's staying out of sight. If he needs to use the WC, we'll accompany him there. Right. You know, just kind of keeping it all on the down low, so to speak. Yep. Um, <clears throat> smart move. Because if everybody just said, okay, we're on the train now, we're good, that would not be the case. The Darwinites may recognize him. Number two, I, you know, I, I would pull everybody else together and, and say, you know, I have no idea where we are going, what, what we are doing. Do, do we need to make plans? Do we need to discuss with this man what exactly is going on? Catherine's been incredibly quiet ever since the incident. So she kind of clears her throat. And um, and do we we think he's going to be honest or just blather on like, you know, he has been. We're going to this rock. Something will happen. We're we're going to place he has told us to go, no? Yep. So he is our guide, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have benefit, though, that uh, he has as much at stake in this as we, as apparently he is trying to save brother. I do not trust the man. But I do believe he will get us where we need to be. No, I agree with you on that. Um, do we need to... I, I I would like to know. I would like to know where we are going, what we are doing. What is the expectation? It will give me sense of how honest he is being, how much how forward he is being. What if he is holding back? I'm willing to talk to him with you. Is anybody else? Do we all wish to talk to him? Do you want just Faye and I to speak with him? Jack is very non-communicative. Very, very quiet. Keeping to himself. The results will be based on your... So even if... like. If you've beaten the shit out of somebody and you get a hard persuade result or a hard result to make them want to be your friend again, you're still not going to do as well as somebody who's been nice to them the entire time. Let's we have to have some logic to that. That yeah. doesn't mean he won't yeah. he won't share things, but the person who's done the least threatening things to him is still probably your best bet. Now that may not be your best communicator. I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm right now. Faye, I think is the least threatening. Yeah. Um, and maybe Vadim. Yeah. Um, You've been, well, okay, yeah. I mean, right. Vodum is the one who kind of helped stop Jack. Yeah, from... and he's been trying to keep him safe in his own 
you know, brusque Russian way, I guess. He so is sharing a room with him too, so that's not helping. The um, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I, exactly. I I don't think putting like like if everybody was in the room, if Jack was there, I think he he tightens up. You know, that's not gonna. He doesn't want to enrage him again. I think if Catherine and the sense I'm getting afraid, is that Jack doesn't want to be there. Of course, no, no I, I agree. Yeah. So I'm saying I think that's not a bad thing. Yeah, but just you know, it, it's okay that not everybody wants to be in this room with him right now because. The it, the more he feels threatened, obviously, you, a great role will still get you good results. Yeah, but you're going to get much better with people that are you know that have been at least semi kind. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm useless at magic stuff anyway. I knocked over his mother's urn and said mm. that I wanted to put him in the bath with a toaster. Right. I think I'm just gonna have a nap <clears throat> while I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Vodum. Looks like it's just you and me, babe. So, uh, whenever you want to go talk to him, I'll go talk to him. After you. All right. I'll leave the so light. this is after lunch on the first day, or are you do it in the morning of because it's two full days. So you have some time, or you know, if you want to but when is it still in the first day or maybe early in the second day after breakfast? What do you I what think do you it's think still in the first for? day? Still first yeah, day. Okay. So I, before I think, dinner of the first day. I would yeah, be anxious thinking, to form a plan. Okay, got it. Anxious to form a plan and also if he doesn't give us much, we have other opportunities to try to Yeah, absolutely that's great. Speed him along. All right. He's sitting there and he's, you know, reading through a book in 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 the room. He's uh, he's been listening. He he's not stupid. He's not trying to get hurt. So you know he's he's there. He sees the two of you. You know, open and come in. He's like, oh oh Mister Mister Gavrilov, Miss Dawson, um, dinner time already? It is not. We need to talk. Oh. Very well. We need information. What is what is plan? How will this work? What are you planning to do? Well, I I I, I plan on uh, taking um, the sample that I have from from dear Mister Jack Cavendish, and well, with different herbs that I've brought from a pouch. Uh, from upstairs in my 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 my, my drawer, I'm going to form an, a, a sort of an incense, and then I'm going to burn it, and that will give all of us the ability for a short time while it's burning to see what we normally would not be able to see, and that should, when we get close to Ayo's rock, give us an indication of well where where his body might be, where he might be found. He's stuck in there, stuck. He went there to to research some things with. Aboriginal art, and then unfortunately got, uh, well, uh, lost. And I believe your friend might be there as well because the rock is very old and it collects things. Uh, Things that are lost can always be found there, they say. So you believe your brother and our friend are in some sort of chamber or place within this rock? Oh, that's my. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I know Elroy's there, and I believe your friend is as well. And this incense that you're going to burn—that's. What exactly are we going to be seeing? Is this? Oh, the way. The paths, the the old things, the the there are right now. You, the sun, the sun hides things that the night allows to be seen. 
You see, everyone thinks the night is when things skulk. No, 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 no. That's wrong. It's during the hours of the sun. That's when they skulk and lurk and hide. At night, they move freely. And we are going to need to know where they're moving and avoid them as much as possible. There there are things in this world, Miss Dawson, that, well, from your aura, I'm sensing that you've run into one or two yourself. And they are out there. And in Ayers Rock, there are several. Several that are very naughty. Very naughty. So that's why I'm in such... That's why I'm hoping that everything will be fine for Elroy. Because he's been there for almost three weeks. And he's clever, but I don't know if he's clever enough to keep himself hidden that long. Tell me about your, tell me about your brother. What kind of man is he? Well, uh, twins. A little older. Uh, born. Uh, mother gave him breath first. You see, by about forty-five minutes. Then me. Hmm. Otherwise, uh, uh, a consummate magician. Um, not always the best. Um, how do you say? With making decisions, a little rash. Like I had, but uh, yes, a little rash. Your uh, conversation with Wind, where you spoke with Brother, yes, he seemed to me to be hostile. Well, he's been um, well trapped, uh, from what I understand, in a in a dark and scary place, uh, weeks, um, in deep trance, trying to preserve his body. Uh, no food, <laughs> probably no water. <clears throat> Ayers Rock's desperately dry. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm assuming that's probably putting him right on edge. Edgar, when we arrive there, I want to tell you that these things you you are saying, if this is the way that we are going to find our friend, uh, we will, we will do this with you. But I am telling you right now. Our friend is the priority and will come first. We will first find our friend, and then we will find your brother. No, that's not going to happen. And, and why, why is that? Because I'm getting a little sick of it, Mr. Vadim. I've been nothing but nice to you people. I'm trying to help you recover your friend, and my brother's been stuck there a lot longer than your friend has. And I'm going to get him out first, and you can't do it any without me anyway. So you know what? Poo to your idea. You'll help me, and then I'll help you. Um, Vadim's going to attempt to use his talking ability with him and explain to him why he's saying this. Can I do that? Go ahead. Uh, you can, but uh, it, this is... You guys have shown no good faith here. Really. Let's be honest. This has not been a great faith on any anybody's part here. So, so what, ahead, I'm going to, what I'm going to explain to him is our friend Ella is a kind soul. Uh, what I would say is good person. No one that you would ever need to worry about. As a matter of fact, Edgar, uh, in this group, if Ella was with us, she would probably be only friend you have. Hmm. Your brother, he seems like, like perhaps he may be problem. And uh, as you have said, we we have had uh, encounters with things and experiences. This group has, yes, you you are not wrong, and uh, and we have become very hardened to that, and uh, and we've become very comfortable with the idea of of violence. 
I am afraid if we seek your brother first that that this may be the result of that. Because your brother does not seem quite as understanding as you are, Edgar. And I am telling you, if we find Ella first, I actually believe that is your best chance to find your brother. Because she will probably be the only one here that will be on your side. And that can help you. Can I make Ella my roll? A... Yeah, that was actually pretty That was pretty good. Yeah. Ella has a mystic background. Oh, shit. Oh, Christ. What did you... Oh, God damn it, Scott. You kind of... Can I... Uh, and there's no, there's no luck for a reroll, right? So I can just use luck to make that a success. What did you need to make it a success? I need to spend five points to make it a success. You can push it and reroll. But if you miss it... And it's minus 10 if stop. I push it? No, no. It's a roll. But um, oh, it's but just straight up. Yeah, but it, but you you tell me one other way that you might try to change it a little bit. You give me one example of how you can make it better, and then you go ahead and do it. And if you fail that one, though, he becomes hostile. Like things go out of control. That the bad part is it could go really bad. If you push it, you could go with what I just said. That you know, Ella is has a she's a very talented mystic. She's got a mystic background. If any if anyone is going to help him in this, we're all useless compared to her. What what my friend says is absolute truth. Um, I'm going to use this isn't now mind you, Vadim will say things simply for the purpose of of eliciting the response yeah. or what he needs. It's not necessarily what he believes. Right, Mister Edgar, our friend. Uh, that you have had bad experience with. I think you know what he uh, what he would wish to do with you. And I am telling you, the only the only real chance you have of avoiding that fate is Ella Walcott. Okay, give me a roll. Mirroring what Faye just said. Okay, it's a success. Oh, 70 is what you need? I have a 75. Oh, okay. Oh, All my right. God. I got. I glanced at that, and I thought it said 96, and I was like, oh, God almighty. But it's fine. Well, it's 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 a basic success. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, says, if I bring Miss Walcott out, to, 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 to your point, Mr. Vadim, my, my true fear is going to be that Miss Walcott will be out, and that's fine, but then no one will stay and help me with my brother, and I might not be able to do it alone. Uh, Mr. Mr. Cavendish is <clears throat> is quite angry with me, I know, and um, the, I, 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 uh, I understand that he may not fully be aware of why I had to do what I had to do, but I, I was honest. I said what I needed. He gave it willingly. I, I, I just don't understand. But you, you have... To, where depending on who has your friend, if anybody has her in there, if she's in the deepest parts, you're going to need my brother anyway. I'm not the mystic he is. I'm the collector. Edgar, I, I, I would say this. Um, if, if we rescue Ella first, and if we need mystical help in rescuing Ella, uh, that help is Ella herself. Um <clears throat> Even if everyone that she, all four of us that you know, even if we are angry and hateful and wish to turn our backs on you, um, I can tell you, you probably will have friend in Ella Walcott. 
You may lose the four of us and gain her. And she can stop Mr. Um, uh, Mr. What's-his-name? Well, I, I tell you, um, we, we operate as a group. And uh, as, a, as a group that is essentially a single unit, sometimes, as you know, you are at conflict with yourself. That is a complicated thing. But I can tell you that there is conflict with ourselves. Well, you've given me something to think about, Mr. Kavrilov. I, um, I, I, I would appreciate if you let me just sleep on it this evening, and I will, of course, be f- give you an answer in the morning. I nod curtly to him. I look at look at look at Faye. Anything else? I just kind of nod and shrug at bottom, like silently communicating. I guess that's the best that we can do for right now. Yeah, you got a regular success, right? After a push. So you got him you got him thinking. You can understand his point. He's a little he's a little jittery and he feels mm-hmm. that he's just gonna get without his brother, he's just he's one man by himself. He's gonna get whacked. He's gonna get he's railroaded. Gonna get yeah. Yeah. We're kind of at an impasse, so we'll see what happens. Catherine, Jack. Okay. Catherine, Jack, the two of you have had some time alone, uh, or around. I don't know what Jack's doing if he's Jack, would you be piping it up by a window, or I would have retired to my cabin. Okay, so retired to the to the berth. To my berth. You're, you're solo. Yep. All right, Catherine. So, what have you been doing this this time that uh, Vadim and Faye have been speaking? Um, Catherine has been uh, in her respective cabin, um, enjoying some some peace and quiet. The whole. This whole situation with Edgar and essentially after he did agree to help us out taking him hostage and Jack going AWOL on him for, you know, not an unjustifiable reason, but then having to uh, tranquilize him to prevent a murder and the repercussions of that. And then, you know, a little bit of how the conversation went down even with with what Vodum said during the the whole dialogue, she's been incredibly held back, more awkward and quiet than normal. So okay, there she doesn't see something has been broken and it's been irrepaired. And in this moment, she was genuinely trying to help and had to do something bad to do it. Right. And that's happened one too many times. Okay. So she's in her so cabin. She's just sitting in her cabin. Yeah. Pondering. Drinking, pondering. Drinking. It's always good to do that when you're dressed. I like it. Yeah. Whoever said she makes excellent choices all the time? No. Right. I drink alone with nobody else. Um, doing a little George Thorogood in, the, in, your, uh, in your birth. We are going to call it for tonight. This is a little bit of a longer episode, but we will be back next week with some more. We are almost to Ayers Rock, uh, and Ella will be back with us. Ella, you're going to have – they're going to hopefully be able to get you out. depends on how this plays out, but as far as the order of things, that's up to uh, Vadim and Edgar and Faye and the decisions that they make and the team makes going forward. But uh, players, good job. We're set up. We're ready for the big rescue. We'll find out more as we go next time. But from all of us here at the Bardic College, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in a week. Good night, cast. Thank you, Keeper. Keeper. Thank you, guys. And good night. Good night.
Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.